I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always warns us about the latest scams. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. So today I have to give credit to my colleague and sometimes guest on Scam Squad, Dayton Aldrich, because he is right. He has long tried to convince me to stop writing checks and finding other ways of making payments. And I have stubbornly clung to my checkbook thinking that I was safe if I took the checks into the post office and left them on the counter in front of the postal worker. But now I'm not so sure. So why is that? I read an article in the Los Angeles Times under personal finance, and it was titled, Why You Should Stop Using Paper Checks. And here's the line that caught my eye. Check theft tied to mail theft is soaring nationwide, according to an alert from the U.S. Treasury Department. And letter carrier robberies are also on the rise. And Patty, apparently that's because the gangs who steal these checks need access to large amounts of checks. Well, that is truly a bummer, for Vicki, because, you know, those of us that grew up writing checks, you mm-hmm. know, it's hard to stop. And you see that usually the little old lady, you know, <laughs> right. writing the check at the store and it's, it kind of catches your eye because you don't see it very often. But I guess the trouble is, even if you're mailing checks, taking it to the postal counter, now the trucks are being robbed. Now the trucks are being robbed. And we've talked a little bit about this before, but apparently robberies of postal workers has escalated sharply. And fraudsters steal what they want are these public mailbox keys. They're called arrow keys. And what they can do with these arrow keys is unload the mail that's in those blue mailboxes or in other kinds of boxes that exist like in apartment buildings and that kind of thing. So this all really started during COVID when the crooks were trying to steal government relief funds like unemployment checks. And the crooks realized that this was really an easy way to make a lot of money with very little risk of being caught or prosecuted. Well, that makes sense, Vicki. So are these arrow keys kind of like master keys? Is that what they are? That's exactly what they are. Okay. These gangs have a system in place. What they do, first a gang member will steal the arrow key by robbing a postal worker. And often they're armed, so it's scary. And they will find the postal worker during his route and rob him. Once they have that arrow key, then that gang member turns that key over to another gang member who uses the key to open public mailboxes. And this can go on for days since one key can apparently open as many as 600 boxes. The gang member then hands the mail that he's gotten out of those boxes off to another member for sorting. Well, it's just really a sad commentary, isn't it? Because it used to be you'd see the mail carrier and everybody'd wave at the mail carrier and you get to know your mail carrier. And it sounds like these days it's dangerous business to be a mail carrier. Absolutely. And what the crooks are looking for is checks. And we've talked about this before. Checks, credit card or other financial information. Any document that can be used to steal an identity. And yes, being a mail carrier is becoming much more dangerous. And what do they do with all this information? 
the gangs will look for names and addresses of potential victims, and then they'll search databases. So they want to fill out the information that they have. They'll get birth dates, social security numbers, driver's licenses, other personal information. And then what they do is they use this information to open bank accounts online, and they call these accounts drop accounts. They'll then alter the checks that they've stolen to either show a larger amount of money and usually to change the payee. And then they can start draining the victim's bank accounts, making the checks payable to whatever name is on the drop account that they just opened. And here's the interesting part. They use money mules to make these deposits. So the gang members don't risk going to the banks themselves and making the deposits. They find trustworthy looking people, sometimes older Americans, seniors, who may or may not be in on the crime. Or they can just use the account number and the routing information to create fake checks. This is quite a sophisticated and well-organized business. I hate to call it a business, an unlegitimate business, but still a business. It is. It's big business, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm thinking it might not be such a good idea to have my checks floating around out there because it's a nightmare, first of all, to have all your money taken out of your account. And it can take a long time to get it back and to get your identity cleared. Yeah. So what can we do to keep ourselves safe from this check fraud, Vicki? Well, there are a number of suggestions. First of all, look for ways to pay your bills that don't require using the mail. And you can usually get this information by checking your statements and they will give you online payment methods. And if you are paying an individual, ask if they'll accept payment by PayPal, Venmo, or Cell. Right. Although, as we have heard and been told so many times, don't use those either unless you have a personal relationship with the person you're sending the money to. That's absolutely true. You can also call the vendor and ask if you can pay over the phone. Now, this would be kind of like how you pay when you're ordering a pizza and wanting it delivered to your house. You give your credit card information over the phone. I've made payments over the phone when I've been late. And Me too, Vicki, or you want to make sure it gets in that day. <laughs> exactly. And basically what they want is simply your checking account information. And it's also recommended that you use credit cards if you do pay this way. Okay. So you have to make sure you have the correct phone number then too, um, to the business you're trying to pay. And what if you still do want to use mail? What if you still do want to mail checks? Which I have to admit, I probably still want to do sometimes. Mm -hmm. There are ways to make that safer. If it is a big payment, use a shipper like UPS or FedEx because they do accept checks and they will provide a tracking number. Also, if you're using the post office, send your payment in a security envelope. And of course, take it directly to the post office. And as we've talked about, put it down in front of a person. Uh, If you're writing your check, use a gel pen to write your check since ink from a gel pen can't be altered. If you're sending a check to somebody that you know, contact them and ask them if they received it. That way, if too much time has passed, you can put a stop payment on the check. 
Vicky, those are such great suggestions. I especially love the one about the gel pen because I had no idea. So it's possible they could st still steal your routing number and your account number and do something with it, but they won't be able to alter the check at least. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Any other tips? Well, I like this suggestion. It's very practical. Keep enough funds in your checking account just to pay your bills. Put the rest elsewhere like a savings account. So even if the crooks can get into your account, they can't get all of your money. Some of us do that just because that's the way it is. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that way, if somebody tries to forge a check against your account, there's less money for them to get out. If you suspect a check has fallen into the wrong hands, what should you do? Call your bank right away. Then call the person that was supposed to have gotten the check and arrange for another type of payment. Because if multiple banks were involved, it may take time for everything to get sorted out and for you to get your money back. That can be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Also, put a fraud alert on your credit reports in case somebody tries to open credit in your name. And Vicki, can you do that by contacting the three major credit card agencies? Yes, Experian, TransUnion, or Equifax. Also, make a habit of going over your bank and credit card statements with an eagle eye to see if there are any suspicious transactions. And of course, that's a lot easier to do if you have online banking because you can check on a daily basis and not have to wait until your statement comes at the end of the month. And finally, request a free credit report. You can get one from each of the credit reporting agencies by going to annualcreditreport.com. Wow, that's great advice, Vicki. And just a little tip in addition, I think most everybody now has a code to get into their phone. That's so important so that the crooks are not getting in. Even if they find your phone, you know, they can't get into your accounts. Absolutely. Yeah, that was really interesting. Gel pens. I'm going to go to the store and get myself some gel pens because I still do pay some checks, not very many, but there are a few people that I pay by check. And, you know, they don't cost any more than a regular pen. And I actually like gel pens. I feel the same way. So, Vicki, have any good news? I do have good news, and it's right in line uh, with what we've been talking about. I've got two press releases here. One is from the United States government, the official website, Grand Jury Indicts Two More Central Ohio Men for New Armed Robberies of Postal Carriers. So they are finding these folks and arresting them. Another one also from the official U.S. government site, Five Milwaukee Men Federally Indicted for Involvement in Armed Robberies of U.S. Postal Carriers. And by the way, Patty, these are very serious charges because armed robbery itself is a 25 to life penalty. If it's an armed robbery, of course you have. That can add another five to 10 years. So these are very serious charges. And in all of these cases, the uh, defendants robbed the U.S. Postal Carriers of arrow keys. In one case, they actually searched defendant's home. They got a search warrant, searched the defendant's home, and they found about 100 pieces of mail, several Visa money cards in different names, a scanner, a small mm -hmm. with printed checks, and a large box containing more than 100 checks, lots of checks stuffed apparently inside bathroom toilet bowls, and a handgun. Oh, so my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Do the robbery and then steal mm -hmm. his identity and create false checks to go into these drop accounts. Exactly. Now, in this case, they were Americans that didn't have ties overseas? 
Yes, these were all Americans. Well, they should have known better. That's for sure. They should have. Well, Vicki, could you give your fraud hotline number? And I just want to remind people if they'd like to tell their story on Scam Squad, whether they were scammed or they recognized a scam and were almost scammed, we like to hear that. But also, Vicki is always full of good advice as well. Yes, and we love to have victims on our show because they can tell their stories with so much more detail. And it's it's more meaningful. And we do try mm-hmm. and get the word out. So my phone number is area code 805-568-2442. I'll repeat it, 805-568-2442. Thank you, Vicki. And if you're listening to this as a podcast or you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these important warnings. Vicki, we'll talk again next week. We sure will. Thanks, Patty. Thank Thank you. Bye.